Engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. America, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. You can get the show notes. Well, 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 uh, Democrats have gone into damage control mode pretty significantly. Obviously, it is the big story out there that everyone is talking about, the Democrats in damage control mode over Joe Biden's report. What's notable is on the program Friday, I I, I wondered how long it would be before Donald Trump said something uh, that made him the, the object of attention. And, of course, over the weekend, he attacked Nikki Haley, wondering where her husband was, suggesting there was something wrong in their marriage. Her husband's actually uh, in active duty abroad, uh, and then he, of course, said the statements about Russian. And some of the media tried to pivot, but uh, dominating the conversation is the Joe Biden situation. Uh, so they had trotted out Bob Bauer, his lawyer. Listen to to Bob Bauer. This is a report that went off the rails. It's a shabby work product. Let's let's take a step back. It starts with a legal conclusion that was foregone from the very beginning. The investigation could have been concluded in two or three months. It went on for over 15 months. And so along with the legal conclusion comes this flood of characterizations, factual misstatements, pejorative comments about the president that are inconsistent with DOJ policy and norms. And- but now, so, you know, he says this, and, and this is the attack, the shattering norms. The report was released by Merrick Garland, and everyone's dancing over this. The special prosecutor didn't release the report. The special prosecutor wrote the report to explain why he wasn't charging Biden. And this is something everybody, including members of the media, wanted to gloss over this weekend, is that the report was only made public because the attorney general said it had to be made public because it was in the national interest to make it public. And notably, the lawyer who characterized Joe Biden and, and, and the issues of his memory was saying, we think he should be prosecuted, but we don't think a jury would convict him because of how bad his memory is. Um, uh, one, Barrara, what's his name? He's one of the, the legal commentators out there. They put him on television all the time, Pete Barrara. Uh, He was uh, in the New York federal attorney's office. He's one of the people who attacked Donald Trump relentlessly, and now he's upset about a special counsel. These people were attacking Donald Trump for attacking the special prosecutor against him, saying it shattered norms, and now they're all out attacking the special prosecutor. He was appointed by by Merrick Garland by the president's own attorney general. Um, Thorough, exhaustive investigation. And the the bottom line and the top line is there's no case here. Case closed, case over. What I don't think is correct, and I think the vast majority of legal experts agree with me on this, is gratuitous, superfluous statements about his memory, not as it relates to the particular case or the facts relating to the handling of the classified documents, but as it relates to other things, um, including memory about the particular date and precise date of his son's death. That had no place in this document. It makes no sense for that to be in this document. In a context in which you appoint a special counsel to be above politics and away from politics, he's provided political grist to the opponents 
of Joe Biden as a matter of politics. It's, it's a weird landscape we're in where Donald Trump gets credibly charged in four charging documents, four indictments around the country, and that's a political boon for him. And Joe Biden, on the other hand, this week gets exonerated in a document, and it's a political nightmare for him. Something. Yeah, something he says is wrong, but that's the point here is that the prosecutor has to explain, given you're charging Donald Trump with mishandling of classified documents, Joe Biden did the same thing. So why aren't we charging him? And the answer is because we don't think a jury could convict him. It's a nightmare for the Democrats. They're having to deal with this nightmare and and they're trotting out Joe Biden's campaign manager doubling down, saying he's with it for the American people. He's a great guy. There's nothing wrong with him. This is Biden's campaign manager. I'm in the process of doing it right now and, and demonstrating that the president's accomplishment have really been second to none. And Joe Biden's going to get up every day. The one thing Joe Biden is never going to do is count on this. He is never, ever going to quit because that's not what he's done his entire life, notwithstanding the fact that, by the way, he lost another Mr. child early Mr. in his life and he got up and he went to work. And then Mr. he Lynch. had difficulty with his other son and he got up and he went to work and he's going to keep doing that uh, as we move the country forward. Now, I'm sorry, I said that was campaign manager. That was his campaign co-chairman, Mitchell Andrew, used to be the mayor of New Orleans, powerful Democratic official, saying they're, they're circling the wagons around Joe Biden publicly. They, they have nothing else they can do. They're circling the wagons around him publicly, but privately, they are beginning to have some concerns. On, M- on, on CNBC, Jake Sherman went on uh, Squawk Box to talk about this this morning. Uh, the, the, the problems behind the scenes, what you're publicly hearing from Democrats behind the scenes, they're beginning to panic. They're not exactly sure how to proceed. The public statements are also a recognition of the reality that if Joe Biden doesn't want to get out of the race, they can't make him get out of the race because the rules of the Democratic National Convention are about delegates and Biden is capturing all the delegates. So they can't force him out as their nominee any more than the Republicans could force Donald Trump out. There are all sorts of wishful thinking and pipe dreams about uh, who we're going to have. And, you know, there are those Republicans that say, it's going to be Michelle Obama. Well, not if Joe Biden doesn't want to get out of the way. It's not. And the panic is setting in. This was the conversation on CNBC this morning. It's ago that the... That, that Joe Biden would be the nominee was 99%, would you say? What would you say it is right now? I, I don't think it's going to be him anymore. I don't see how it can be him anymore. If 86, wasn't that the latest? 86% of the country thinks he's too old. I can tell you this, and I was actually surprised by this, Joe. We, uh, last week, I had members of the House, and uh, mostly members of the House who are incredibly publicly supportive of Joe Biden, wonder whether he will be the nominee and suggesting he might not be the nominee. Now, I think that if Joe Biden can do it, he will do it, period. I think that um, uh, short of his um, uh, something drastic, God forbid, happening to the president, he will be the nominee. Um, but I, I'm telling you that, and I'm, I'm not saying this lightly, people who are publicly very supportive of him are telling me, have told me last week, they don't know whether he's going to be the nominee and even pointing out that, and this is interesting, I hadn't thought of this, that LBJ in 1968 uh, dipped out of the race on March 31st. So the fact that people are thinking about that and have that readily available is, is interesting to me. 
Yeah, it should be interesting. I've heard this for a while. It's something Republicans who are convinced Biden is getting out of the race have clung to. But the Democrats are privately having these conversations. The Democrats are privately beginning to have their concerns about Joe Biden. Donald Trump will lock in the Republican nomination on March 5th. That's Super Tuesday. The, the State of the Union will be March 7th. The rumors in Washington, D.C., the spec I shouldn't say it's, it's rumors. It, it's, it is a conspiracy theory uh, no different than the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, endorsing Joe Biden, getting married at the Super Bowl nonsense. That didn't happen. Uh, it is that Joe Biden will, once Donald Trump locks in the nomination, leave. It is, pl- look, you can't dispute it, the plausibility of it. There is a plausible thing that could happen. The problem is you have to deal with Kamala Harris. The warning signs for the Democrats are there to see. I mean, just consider uh, Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy spent $7 million. Well, the super PAC tied to Robert Kennedy, I should say, spent $7 million running an ad uh, hearkening back to the Kennedy name. It was an ad designed for the boomers. Now, the problem with the ad is that uh, Robert Kennedy is struggling with ballot access. The libertarians may give it to him. That doesn't mean he's going to win, but it certainly will raise eyebrows. I think a lot of people saw the ad and were like, what? He's still running? What? But the Super PAC ran that ad for Kennedy, and it shows that there are people with money making a play for Robert Kennedy to pull votes away from Joe Biden. And the Democrats are troubled by it. Uh, on the Smear Connor show over the weekend, James Carville went on the show uh, concerned with, for example, Joe Biden didn't want to do the Super Bowl 30-minute sit-down interview. It's, it's a freebie for the president, the most watched television show of the year, the Super Bowl. A lot of people tune in beforehand. They sit down with the president. It's not necessarily a political show. And the White House handlers bailed on it. Robert Kennedy's Super PAC spent $7 million to capture the attention Joe Biden could have gotten for free for 30 minutes. And his team didn't think he should do it for the second year in a row. That's a big red flag with this campaign, with this White House, that they know something is off with him. Here's Carville. Well, when you don't accept the Super Bowl interview. You're, I don't know, pulling averages, you're three points down in a two-way. Uh, it's the biggest television audience, not even close and you get a chance to do a 20, 25-minute interview on that day, and you don't do it, that's a kind of sign that the staff or yourself doesn't have much confidence in you. There's no other way to read this. He's right. He's absolutely right. There's no other way to read this. No other way. You've got Jill Biden out there actively engaged, angry with the handling of it. Uh, In fact, Pete Alexander noted something that that she's willing to say. This is Pete Alexander from NBC on Meet the Press this weekend. Listen. And he's not going to Wrong clip. Sorry. Here we go. The first lady told me that she was directly involved in the crafting of this fundraising Mm. email. Jen, Mm. you know well it's not always the case that it's like that. She said, among other things, that she wanted to speak out in real American mom terms to Mm. say that this wasn't just inaccurate, that it was inhumane. And then she also wanted to make another argument that the first lady did there. She said that Americans benefit from each 
of the president's 81 years. His experience, his expertise is what's allowed him to get things done. Quickly about the strategy yeah. going forward. I think a lot of folks, as you indicated, say you got to hear more from the president himself. The campaign, excuse me, the White House is focused on doing more of that, sending him out to some of the key battlegrounds. I think we'll see some of that this week for more off-the-cuff, authentic conversations with real Americans. It does expose him to the vulnerability, though, is that he repeats some of these gaffes that sort of yeah. underscore this concern. You think they, it, at this they point... They couldn't put him on the Super Bowl. They couldn't put him on the Super Bowl. And yet they're going to expose him off the cuff with voters? This is going to end badly for him. And I think they know it. The New York Times is turning on Joe Biden. They're blasting him, saying, you got to do something. You got to do something. Their, their, their absolute panic is beginning to set in among Democrats. They know they have a problem. If you want to capture the panic of, you know, Bob Costas, he's always a pretty progressive guy, Bob Costa. He was on Bill Maher's show. The Democrats pay attention to what Bill Maher says. They don't like him over COVID. The wokes hate him. The Democrats pay attention to him because increasingly Bill Maher represents a, a mainstream liberalism of the Democratic Party before the wokes took over. And he had Bob Costas, the, the NBC News sports guy on the show giving voice to what a lot of Democrats are beginning to say to themselves. It's reflected in the editorial page of the New York Times. It's reflected in the editors of the Washington Post. This full court press, I think the Democrats are about to do to try to drive Joe Biden from the race the moment Donald Trump secures the Republican nomination. They want someone else. Listen to Bob Costas, this, this freak out on TV. When it comes to Biden, this is like the truth that no one until very recently wants to say out loud. But my friends will tell you I've been saying it for four years. This is Emperor's New Clothes stuff. Joe Biden should have run on a firm promise that he would be a one-term president. The only reason he is president is that he's not Donald Trump. Then the Dems could have gotten... Listen to the audience. ...up in the bullpen, and they could have sorted through those people. If Biden's hubris is such that he doesn't understand the best interests of his party, and more important, his country, then he has to be shown the door. Period. Because if, if Trump is a threat to democracy, and in many ways he is, so too are the Dems, who are in danger of being as feckless as the Republicans have long been shameless if they're going to send this guy out there. If Trump is a monster, and in many ways he is, you're going to send this guy out to slay the dragon? And, I don't and, think so. And, oh, you're going to send this guy out to slay the dragon? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, that. That this is what the Democrats are having to deal with, the open panic. And the best they can do is attack a special prosecutor that they said was a threat to democracy when Donald Trump did it and say the special prosecutor should never put this stuff in writing. He should have never said this stuff. He should have never done it. And what they ignore is the reason he did it was to explain why he's not prosecuting Joe Biden, because he said he thinks Joe Biden committed crimes. He's just too senile to be prosecuted. Unlike Donald Trump, that difference matters. And again, it gives Trump a great campaign statement. Joe Biden's attorney general thinks I can be prosecuted because I'm mentally competent. And Joe Biden can't be prosecuted because he's senile. He can laugh it off and point out the hypocrisy. And I think it resonates with voters. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I, I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425.
Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. There's a very funny thing that has happened. You, you know, we have the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift conspiracy theory that uh, they were an arranged couple, a psyop, if you will. Some said the Pentagon or the deep state arranged them to be a popular couple to get to the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl deck was stacked for the Chiefs so that they would win it, and Taylor Swift would endorse Joe Biden. And it had nothing to do with the love of the couple. It was all a psyop campaign. Uh, Now, obviously, it didn't happen, and it was always crazy. What I find notable is the people who believed it were mad at the rest of us telling them crazy, like, oh, you, why are you obsessing over? Why are you obsessing over? We're not obsessing. We're pointing out that you people were yet again deluded by crazy online, and you you want no accountability for being catechized by the crazy online that you yourself have become crazy. And I I, I had one commenter who, who I actually liked, but he says, maybe it was because people raised the red flag so much they had to bail on it. No, it was never going to happen. Quit finding a way out of having to have accountability for the crazy conspiracy theories. You're believing online. It never was a thing. It was never going to be a thing. And uh, when you get mad at me for pointing out, I'm not obsessing over it. I'm actually obsessed with the fact that so many of you have gone nuts and you don't even know that you've gone nuts. Uh, Stop listening to the grifters online who are lying to you. I don't always get things right, but I try to never lie to you. Uh, And some of these people are just willfully lying to get you into a frenzy, and it's sad to see. What's not sad to see is the deals you can get at Vision Computers. You can go to visioncomputers.com or call them at 404-COMPUTE, any one of you nationwide, and let them be your computer store you do business with. Not only can they build you computers, laptops, desktops, servers, workstations, gaming PCs, they can then essentially be your in-house IT department. So you don't have to have an in-house IT guy. You just call Vision Computers. If you got problems, they can work you through them. Email support, printer support, you name it. I had to do that with my family this weekend in, in Louisiana. I had to buy my parents a new printer, get it all set up and all. Uh, and I thought, man, maybe I should use Vision Computers for them. And then my mom can call Vision and let them, let them help her. But nonetheless, you can do this for your home. You can do it for your office. If you're a small businessman, let Vision service your entire company. They can build the computers for each of your employees and be the service department that your employees call. They're great, they save you money, and they don't give you the one-size-fits-all solution. They give you your solution that fits your needs and wants. VisionComputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Call them and tell them I sent you to get a better deal. 404-COMPUTE, VisionComputers.com. He's got the courage to tell you the truth, even when it isn't popular. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, as always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. You can get the live stream, the show notes, the podcast, the social media links. When I get my pizza oven, um, you'll be able to see those pictures. So I, I got a pizza oven I want to buy, and it's it's pricey and it's big. Uh, wood burning or gas, I really want it. Nonetheless, I, I digress. By the way, I, I do have to tell you all because I've gotten some emails asking that the weekend with my parents went very well. Um, but a, I completely forgot 
until I was headed over there that it's Mardi Gras. So one of the largest parades outside of New Orleans is the Baton Rouge uh, Spanish Town Mardi Gras Parade. And I was staying in downtown Baton Rouge and got woken up at uh, very early in the morning uh, to the drums practicing before the parade and the church bells. And the parade was not until noon. I was out of my hotel by 9, and the guy told me, do not even attempt to come back until after 5 p.m. I got back to Baton Rouge from my parents around 7 o'clock Saturday night, uh, Louisiana time, and the place was trashed. There were so many beads and doubloons and, and beer cans. And I mean, I was I went up to my parents, just to give you an idea about Mardi Gras in Louisiana. I was headed up to my parents on Saturday morning uh, before 9 o'clock, and they already had a bar set up on the sidewalk, and people were already drunk. The parade didn't even start until noon. And that, that Louisiana and Mardi Gras, y'all, it is, it is something. Okay, I, I want to play for you some, some video. This is, uh, or some audio, rather. This is Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton was on the weekend shows, and he was talking about the uh, report, the special prosecutor report. And I want to—I I want you to listen to Cotton and what he says about the double standard. Not all, Shannon. What President Trump saw about this bill is what most Arkansans saw about it, what all but four Republican senators saw, which is that it does not solve the problem. Yes, it had some positive reforms, but in the end, by institutionalizing or codifying a lot of President Biden's abuses over the last three years, it would allow this flow of migrants to continue. What I want to do, what most Republican senators want to do, what President Trump wants to do is stop the border crisis. And now we can see with Joe Biden ideologically invested in open borders, the way to stop that crisis is to elect President Trump this fall. He did it once. He can do it again. That was not the special prosecutor. I'm sorry. I, I brain fart. I'm, I'm so stuck on it. No, this is the border. I played the right clip. I just spoke about it wrong because it's been a weekend. Uh, let, let, let me let me focus on what he's saying here with this border situation. The problem here is the double standard, and, and that's what he was getting to, is the media wants to allow Joe Biden passes on the border that they would never allow Donald Trump. Remember when Donald Trump was stopping people from coming across the border? It was cruel and terrible. Now you've got the situation around the country where you've got people overflowing cities, and the media is playing up the Democrats and uh, just how awful the burden is on these cities. They don't want to close the border, though. And Cotton, in, in speaking, he goes on to say uh, the, the double standard related to how the media treats everything between the Democrats and the Republicans. And I, I want to focus on that um, because I, I think you've got to appreciate the double standard because I've been meaning to talk about this. This is the perfect time to talk about the situation. And I, I specifically, I want to talk to Trump supporters. And I, I don't care where you are as a Trump supporter, whether you are a diehard MAGA supporter, it's it's only Trump, I'll never vote unless it's unless it's Trump, or you're, you're over on the, I don't like him, I wish we had someone else, but we got to stop the Democrats, so I'm going with Trump. I, I don't care where you fall on the spectrum. Let me talk to you for just a moment here, because here's what's going to happen. It is possible, but not probable, that Joe Biden drops out of the race. It very much is a, a possibility. The problem is because of the way the structure of a Democratic convention would work. They would have to deal with Kamala Harris. And whether you or I want to think about it, if you talk to Democrats privately, they can see Kamala Harris 
would be the most likely nominee for the Democrats if Joe Biden drops out, largely because of black women, though Kamala Harris is not beloved. She identifies uh, with the black community and black women in particular, and therefore they would give her a leg up. Joe Biden would be loyal to her, they think, and he would encourage his delegates to go with Kamala Harris. It would be an open, nasty fight, but it would be one that Kamala Harris would have a leg up on everyone else, including Gavin Newsom. But the odds are because it would be heard, Joe Biden would stay because Joe Biden believes he can beat Trump again and is recognized by Democrats as that keystone of the Democratic Party holding all sides together. So here's what's going to happen. Over the weekend, Donald Trump attacked Nikki Haley. He attacked her because her husband is not on the campaign trail with her any more than Melania Trump is on the campaign trail with him, though they were seen in Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. She's not on the campaign trail with him. And Donald Trump suggested, well, maybe there's marital turmoil. That, that, that was what he was hinting at, old suggestions that Nikki Haley had once cheated on her husband. Trump's resurrecting them, wanting to know why Michael Haley is not on the campaign trail with Nikki Haley. And the reality is he's active duty. He's in Africa right now. He was in the South Carolina National Guard, and they're on a mission to the Horn of Africa and that's why he's not on the campaign trail. And then Donald Trump said something outrageous about Russia, uh, letting them attack NATO allies if the NATO allies didn't pony up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the media tried to get Republicans to buy in on this, to talk about it, to focus on this, and not talk about Joe Biden. I don't care where you fall on the spectrum of uh, diehard Trump supporter or hating but got a supporting Trump supporter. You are about to experience way more shame and bullying from the media and others than you've ever experienced in your life because it's all the Democrats have left. The Democrats are running a candidate who is too old, who polls show is too old, who has memory issues, who has forgetfulness, who a special prosecutor says couldn't be prosecuted because of his bad memory that a jury would see him as a doddering old man with a with a serious forgetfulness. So the only thing the media's got left is outrage. They're going to turn it up. Because this is the way campaign works, particularly in, in the modern era. Typically in the past, you would have candidates run for office and they would give you something to vote for. They would give you a vision of the country that they thought you would like, and it tended to be poll-tested and kid-approved. They would sell you a vision of the shining city on a hill. They would sell you, sell you some positive program. They would sell you something that poll tested well. And it was a vision of the country wrapped around rhetoric that made you feel good about the country and feel good about the candidate and you liked the candidate. The problem here is that though you may really like Donald Trump or you may be listening, you really like Joe Biden, most Americans actually don't like either candidate. Majority of Americans think both are too old. A majority of Americans wish that they wouldn't run. A majority of Americans wish that they had other options. And you may say you don't know anyone who falls into that camp, that everyone you know likes your candidate. And if that's the case, you need to recognize you live in a bubble and you've surrounded yourself with like-minded group thinking people. And you may be surprised at what happens because most Americans drastically feel otherwise. So what the media is going to do for those of you who support Donald Trump, whether you love him or you hate him, but you're supporting him, they're going to bully you. They're going to amplify all the concerns about Donald Trump. And what they want to do is they want to make you feel ashamed because we're not getting candidates offering a positive vision of the country. 
we're getting candidates who are going to try to alienate as many people and get people to stay home. Suppression is a real campaign tactic. The Republicans will make you cast so many doubts on Joe Biden that you may not like Donald Trump, but you'll stay home. A lot of black and Hispanic voters might just do that. They'll stay home and say, ah, we're, 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 we're getting nothing from him. We can't bring ourselves to vote Republican or Trump, but we're going to stay home. It's a real tactic. But Democrats and the media together are going to do the same for you. Every time Donald Trump says something outrageous, they are going to play it up in way more ways than they did in even 2020. They did in 2020. They did in 2016. You're going to see them on steroids now. You're going to see the media and Democrats shove microphones in your faces and demand to know how could you support a man like that? How could you support a man who could bring chaos? Everything Donald Trump does, unlike with Joe Biden, will be imputed to you. But not only that, they're going to do something else. You know, the shooter who went into Joel Osteen's church, I assume you all have heard now, there was an attempted mass shooting at Joel Osteen's church in Texas, had a Free Palestine sticker on the gun. And there appears to be evidence that uh, she identified as man was transgender or was attempting to transition. The media will never tie that to the Democrats, will never tie that to the trans community, will never tie that to progressive anti-Israel people, will never tie that person to them. In fact, the story at CNN is, is uh, they're wondering if the person was politically motivated or deranged. Behold, the healing power of and, deranged and politically motivated. But they won't do that. They'll bifurcate and say, oh, no, this person, clearly deranged, clearly mental issues, not a progressive activist, social justice warrior. No, no, no. But with Trump, anything Trump does, anything any of Trump's supporters do, they're going to tie it to you. If you tr support Donald Trump, you support this. If you support Donald Trump, you behave like this. If you support Donald Trump, these are your people. They never do it with the Democrats. I, I get this all the time when I complain about anything on the right. When, when I say I disagree with something, they're like, these are your people, Erickson. These are your people. Well, you know what? Your people are anti-Semitic, uh, Jew-hating, Hamas-supporting, terrorist-loving uh, progressives who shoot up schools and churches, who are led by a feeble-minded, senile president who, like Donald Trump, mishandled classified documents but is too mentally incompetent to stand trial. But no, 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 no. They don't want to. They don't want to tie Joe Biden to that. They don't want to tie themselves to Hamas supporting terrorists. They don't want to tie themselves to the anti-Semites. You, they'll tie you to everything, but to them, they give themselves a complete pass. I say all this because you need to know this is coming. That the goal has to be to stop the left, and to stop the left, you have to stop Joe Biden. And to stop Joe Biden, well. For a lot of people, it's going to mean you got to vote for Donald Trump. I suspect we're going to see a lot of people, including a lot of evangelical Christians, say, you know what, if my vote is a matter of stewardship, I have to sit this out. And if enough of my friends and I of faith, we sit it out, it will send a signal that you've got to do better. And that will be stewarding their vote. For a lot of people, though, they'll say it's all about stopping Joe Biden and stopping the left. And to do that, they vote for Trump. And if that's where you stand, you need to know you're going to be bullied and relentlessly harassed by the media. They're going to try to make you ashamed. What you need to do is when they try to do that to you, you need to point out, in fact, 
Joe Biden is too mentally competent to stand trial for crimes he wants to prosecute Donald Trump for. And Joe Biden is leading a group of anti-Semites who hate Israel and champion terrorism. And Joe Biden is leading a party that is in favor of lawbreakers and possible terrorists coming into this country. And you need to recognize that though they try to bully you and they try to shame you, that you can still go vote. You can still go vote. And you can still stop Joe Biden. They're using shame as an incentive to get you to stay home They're using shame as an incentive to get you to stand down. And the only way it works is if you fall for it. And you just need to remember at the end of the day what the Democrats are showing all of us is that they themselves are no longer capable of shame. Now, while all of this is happening and you have the insanity of the economy out there, you need to think about your savings. Swiss America wants to help you protect your hard-earned assets now. They have a report, The Secret War on Cash. Uh, your copy is free. All you have to do is call or text 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily. You can go read Swiss America's report, The Secret War on Cash. It's completely free to you. All you have to do when you call or text 800-289-2646 is say two words, Eric Erickson, or text two words, Eric Erickson, my name, when you call or text 800-289-2646, get you the special report, The Secret War on Cash. Again, it's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can go there, get the secret raw on cash, talk to them about your options to protect your hard-earned assets now, or call or text 800-289-2646. Mention my name, Eric Hickson. Message and data rates may apply. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Join Eric's Army of Activists. Text ARMY to 33777 now. Greetings and welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The full number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, happy to have you. Text ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777 to get the show notes, the live stream, the podcast. I assume most of you watched the Super Bowl last night. Every year it is the most watched sporting event. I thought it was a good game. Uh, That that ending was incredible in overtime. It was good for the Chiefs. You know, I've been saying for a couple weeks here that I was rooting for Brock Purdy and I was rooting for Kansas City. I, I, I like Kansas City. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like Travis Kelsey. He's a great player. I like Brock Purdy on, on the 49ers. I, I like the 49ers when Joe Montana was around, but I was rooting for Kansas City. And, oh, I didn't think they were going to pull it off, but they did. I really like like Kansas City because I like Andy Reid, and he reminds me of Wilford Brimley, and I have a soft spot for Wilford Brimley because I like oatmeal. (laughs) I just, I like, Kansas City is a great team. They are, and and have back-to-back. It's it's great. You can say they have a dynasty now, having won three Super Bowls. Um, But I did not like that Homestock comment. Did not like Homes.com. Homes.com, you know, every couple of years, there's a big Super Bowl ad rollout for people to uh, embrace. And a a number of years ago, it was Pets.com. They had the sock sock puppet pet, if I can talk. Uh, And uh, they they went belly up in the dot-com bust. And Homes.com, man, it strikes me as the same thing. If I was an investor at that company, I would be furious at the wasted money 
on the advertisements because they weren't good advertisements. They were fairly annoying. Uh, it, it never really it captured exactly what they were doing. I just well, garbage advertisements of all the things, garbage ads for home that homes site. Um, it just it was completely a waste of money in my mind. Uh, and I suspect that if I were an investor in that company, I would be deeply worried about where my money was going. Game itself, though, fantastic. This is the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, if you're in charge of finances for a business, you're buying a building, you're building a building, you're buying a franchise, you need $250,000 or more. First Liberty Building and Loan makes their own lending decisions. They've been doing this since the 90s. And uh, they would love to have you uh, do business with you. See if they're a fit for you. See if you're a fit for them. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Now, we got to pivot when we come back. We got to get out of the, the, the Biden stuff. I will play you the clip from Hillary Clinton, though, where she said just his age is relevant. But before we get to any of that stuff, the Israel situation continues to heat up. Uh, Israel, yesterday during the Super Bowl, word came out that Israel had been able to rescue some of its hostages from Hamas-controlled territory in southern Gaza. Joe Biden, apparently behind the scenes, continues to attack Benjamin Netanyahu, blasting him. Uh, but I think Americans misread the lay of the land in Israel. They have a multi-party coalition that is deeply committed for now to raging ruthless war against Hamas terrorists. Related to that in this country, a shooter went into Joel Osteen's church uh, attempting a mass shooting, but when instead two good guys with guns stopped the shooter. Uh, unfortunately, a child got hurt in the process, but notice you're not hearing a whole lot about the story in the press after two good guys with guns stopped the bad guy with a gun.